0: This is the Reading Instruction Show. As always, I am your host, Dr. Andy Johnson. The topic of today's podcast is called Helping Middle-Aged White People Understand Systemic Racism. Now, I am not an expert in critical race theory or systemic racism. I'm simply a middle-aged white guy trying to come to grips with systemic racism and contribute where I can. I'm just an old literacy professor trying to do my part. Now, I may not get it just right, but I'm trying. In this podcast, I will try to explain some things in ways that might help some people to better understand. And again, I don't have complete enlightenment. I may not get it just right, but I'm trying. I refuse to abdicate my responsibility to do what I can, my little part, to address racial equity. So first, let's look at the desired outcome. The desired outcome is to eliminate systemic racism. That's the big picture. Now, I realize it may take more than my lifetime for this outcome to be achieved, but it will be achieved. Whether it's in 20 years, two centuries, or two millennia, there will be a time in human history when racism is a silly little blip in our human consciousness, an embarrassing asterisk in the story of humanity. However, human beings being human beings, we will figure out some other sorting mechanism to use to create categories and castes and hierarchies. Humans have this innate human need, you see, this craving, this addiction to find themselves better than somebody else. Some human beings also have another craving, to hoard resources and opportunities while depriving others. These two insatiable cravings, sorting and hoarding, are the basis of systemic racism. Now let's look at the racial equality myth. A common myth that serves to perpetuate systemic racism is the myth of sameness and colorblindness as a cure for systemic racism. This is the mythical idea that, despite the current cultural and historic context, if we just pretend everything was the same, we can have a colorblind society and everything will be equal for everybody and racism will be no more. Poof, racism gone, just like that let's just pretend it doesn't exist that's the colorblind racism equality myth now equality comes from the word equal meaning the same the same the same the same but equality does not mean equity now let's use a cafeteria analogy here's something to think about if everyone in the cafeteria were served the same quantity Of the same soup, this would be caloric equality. However, if in that cafeteria there was a sumo wrestler, an adolescent boy playing football, a gymnast, a five-year-old child, a 62-year-old literacy professor, and an 88-year-old person, the same caloric intake would be sufficient in some cases and severely lacking in others. Equality does not mean equity. Our goal is racial equity. Equity means being fair. Thus, it's recognized that for each to function at his or her highest in that cafeteria, each person would need a different type of meal and different quantities. One cup of soup might be equal, but it would not be equitable. Now here's another analogy. Let us imagine that we are at a high school track meet and it's time to run the mile. In this race, a group of runners from Webster High School are made to start the race 200 meters behind the starting line. Even though the conditions were equal at the start of the race and all the runners started at the same time, it would be very hard for the runners from Webster High School to catch up to the other runners. For there to be equity, the runners would need to start the race at the same place and the same time. Now, racism needs to be understood in the context of history. In the book, An African American and Latinx History of the United States, I recommend this book, Paul Ortiz describes how people of color Have been enslaved and exploited and deprived for hundreds of years. They continue to be disadvantaged and restricted by societal systems, usually for economic gain. The idea that we'll simply wake up one morning and think that starting today, everything's going to be the same and we will all be equal and we won't seem color. This is naive to the point of ignorance. As well, it assumes that those in power are going to wake up on that same great getting up morning and will willingly give up their power. It's based on the premise that their hearts will suddenly be open and the scales will fall from their eyes. And they will be willing to start sharing the opportunities and resources that they've so long hoarded for themselves and their kind in an equitable fashion. Racial equity means that where people have been and continued to be disadvantaged and restricted, they might need just a little more advantage in order to bring them up to speed in the system. That's not fair, comes the deeply felt whine. Fair? Do you mean equitable? Equitable? unbiased, even-handed, just impartial? Or do you mean the other kind of fair, with the rides and the games and the attractions and the fried cheese curds? What's fair? Who decides who gets resources and opportunities and who does not? For example, some schools get more resources, others less. Some communities get more, others less. Some healthcare systems get more and others less. Some people get better jobs, others not so much. Some communities and people get access to better housing at a, uh, uh, affordable prices and others less. You cannot achieve equity when some groups are starting the race 200 meters behind the starting line and others are starting. 200 meters in front of the starting line. Another analogy. This is not so much an analogy. Imagine, if you would, a third grade student living in poverty who often comes to school without breakfast. This student has to deal with the chronic stress that comes with high crime rates and drug abuse often associated with low SES neighborhoods. The student attends a poorly funded inner city school with few books in the school and classroom libraries. Here there are 30 students crammed into an old obsolete classroom who are taught by an unqualified teacher who does not want to be there. Now compare this with another well-fed third grade student living in a wealthy suburb. This student attends a well-funded school with lots of books in the school and classroom library. Here, there are 20 students in a classroom with all the latest technology who are taught by a teacher who had to beat out 300 other candidates to get the job. Even if both third graders were taught using the same curriculum, with all the other differences, would you say that there is educational Equity here. So let's define our terms. The term racism often conjures up angry white men, usually wearing some sort of silly costume with party hats, marching about, yelling, and waving their arms are worse. These great patriots have only one accomplishment listed on their life's resume. They were born white. Congratulations. Racism must be differentiated from racist acts. A racist act involves one or more persons engaged in discrimination, bigotry, hatred, violence, or personal diminution that is directed against one or more individuals and is based on race. Racist acts are a result of racism, but racism is a bit more widespread and insidious, wanda blanchette defines racism as individual structural political economic and social forces that serve to discriminate against and disadvantage people of color on the basis of their race for the purpose of maintaining white dominance and power nora highland defines racism as a system supported by discourse ideology the legal system an everyday practice that perpetuates white dominance. Ibram X. Kendi describes racism as being institutional, structural, and systemic. Systemic racism. This has to do with systems, political, economic, legal, judicial, and educational systems. It includes the policies, The procedures, the rules, the laws, the regulations, traditions, institutions, and the paradigms, all of which disadvantage people of color while providing advantage to the white privileged majority in terms of opportunities and resources. Systemic racism, whether implicit or explicit, intentional or unintentional, is so enmeshed in the fiber of our society that it often seems normal and goes unnoticed. As such, systemic racism calls for a systemic response. So the desired outcome, keep our eye on that, it is to reduce and eventually eliminate systemic racism. That's the big picture. This outcome will not be adequately addressed with a workshop. There cannot be a single solution coming from one or two groups. Systemic racism calls for a systemic response in which all of us are involved to change systems and thinking. Some of these ideas will be the topic of my next podcast.